Welcome. I am a small, fuzzy, middle-aged woman, unexpectedly named Turl Kronberg. And in the very front of my brain, I have an exceptional little bit that I call the wise turtle. She is the most thoughtful, observant, and compassionate part of me. And this podcast is her platform for speaking to the world. Her aim is to try to understand the patterns of growth in the universe and use those discoveries to help us all uncover the most important, inspiring story of who we are and where we want to go as Earthlings. I hope that you enjoy her musings. Namaste. like to combine science and spirituality, the ancient and the modern today, by talking about something um, pretty innovative, I think. The fact is that, as far as we can tell, and there's no reason not to think this, that there is a a sort of overall pattern or flow to the universe, to reality. There is there are laws of nature that generate sequences of things happening. Of you know, the, as time progresses, as the dimension of existence progresses into the quote future, there's a pattern, and that pattern. Um, is, well, it's not either of the extremes of pure contraction or pure expansion. And these are terms that I've, I've used a lot. Um, contraction is, is, you know, most literally uh, freezing. It is the, the stopping of motion. Uh, it's the pure matter state of existence, where nothing is moving, everything is as condensed and contracted as possible. And then it's, it's, it's all, it does have energy, but it's all um, potential energy. There's zero kinetic energy at that extreme. And then the other extreme is like pure light, pure energy, whatever the most purest form of expansion is, which is where you take all of the energy that was in that pure condensed singularity, point, space, whatever you want to call it, matter. Um, when you take that and you blow it up, expand it out into the infinite universe as far as possible in time and space. Um, now, we don't know if the universe really is infinite, but um, as far as I'm concerned, I don't see any reason why there would be an endpoint um, as far as, like... It's hard to describe, but infinity is such a weird concept. Um, but there's there's no 
there's no reason to say that I can see in the math of existence that, you know, okay, let's stop now. Let's stop expanding now. Um, or really even in theory, let's stop contracting. Uh, whatever that means, I don't see a reason to stop it, but it might. Um, and so, and, and we will probably never know, but maybe we will, I don't know. Uh, however, anyway, the time, uh, the time and space before anything moved, so this would be before the, uh, Big Bang, before the expansion of the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, before space and time, really, there was like a singularity of contraction. Infinite contraction, whatever. Um, and then on the other end of existence, the universe, multiverse, whatever, there's pure expansion. And, and I don't see any reason why these don't exist at all times, or whatever you want to call it. Um, infinitely, that these are the extremes, that there's nothing past either of these two ends of, of pure expansion into infinite space and time, and then pure contraction into no space and time. Uh, so there's nothing and then sort of everythingness. But in between is where we live. We live in this middle part where there is space and time, where uh, there's a past and a future, and there's a flow to things. So there's a pattern. It's, it's not pure anything. It's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And because, um, and I've talked about this a lot before, on, like if you're looking at Pascal's triangle, um, this is my theory of how the universe um, is constructed, is generated, whatever you want to call it. Um, the, the ultimate pattern of the universe. And that's pure randomness, but that pure randomness is deterministic in that it's calculatable. Um, it's just that we don't know, given the current state of things, we don't know where a certain thing will be in the future. Or, um, if we are only going down one path, we know the whole thing. We know where everything's going, um, but we don't know any individual path because it can split. Every, at every moment, um, things split up. It can either contract or expand. And I'm, I'm talking about sort of like the pixels of reality, whatever we want to call those, whether those are um, quantum particles or forces or something, um, or quarks or whatever, whatever this, the, you know, the building block pixel that we're talking about is. And so this pattern, for it to be the most continuous pattern, it has to be a balance of in and out, contraction, expansion, whatever terms you want to use. And because this is the stuff that goes down the middle of Pascal's triangle, sort of the, the most complex stuff, which is what we are, what, what life is, it's, it's complexity. It's not the pure simplicity of matter, like rock is much closer to pure matter because it doesn't really do anything, it doesn't generate electricity. It's, it's potential, it has potential energy, but it doesn't have kinetic energy. Um, so it's, it's imbalanced. And the same is true for, um, say, uh, light waves or, I don't know, plasma, something somewhat less 
light-ish, pure light-ish energy. Um, you know, it's it's got a flow to it, it's got some pattern to it, but it it is way more imbalanced in that it is mostly kinetic energy. It's mostly stuff moving around, or movement, change. Um, if you ever look at those those wonderful plasma balls that you can buy, or that they sometimes have in science museums that looks like lightning inside, oh, they're just so beautiful. You can play with them. I, someone gave me one once, and it was such a wonderful thing, but I, I became semi-homeless and then completely homeless, and wasn't able to keep it. Um, but I did love it, and I took pictures of it, and I enjoyed it. So, the balance stuff, which is life, and that sort of, um, that sort of middling stuff, which is about evenly in and out, or contraction and expansion patterns. Now, they don't have to be necessarily in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, off, on, whatever, you know, you want to call it, um, like your heartbeat. It doesn't have to be one, 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 you know, it doesn't have to be that boring, but for something to be alive, it does have to have a fairly balanced pattern. Um, so maybe one, one, two, two, one, one, you know, like your heartbeat is, is, you know, is boom, 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 boom. It's not quite, you know, boom, 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 boom. You know, there's a there's a, a slightly different pattern to it, but it's still a balanced pattern of contraction and expansion. Your heart, you know, takes in the blood and then cleans it or whatever it does to it, oxygenates it. Um, that's, yeah, oxygenates it, that's what it's doing. <laughs> um, you know, it takes in the, the blood flow and then, and then outputs, you know, so it goes in one valve and out another. Um, in, in a nice, balanced pattern. And so, when we're closer to this pattern, when something is closer to this pattern, it feels more alive, or it looks more alive. But, um, one, what I'm, what I'm going to suggest is that there is a neurochemical, um, which is actually just a chemical in the body, it's a, a biochemical, um, made up of amino acids, I believe. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about this because I barely know about it. I'll put a couple links in on the blog. But the idea is that um, there's this particular chemical in biochemistry, in organisms, in living things, that gives the individual a and this is not motivation, which would be dopamine. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but this is a sense, um, sort of an, a, a desire, a, just a feeling of connection with the external reality. And this is sort of a complicated or this is sort of a more metaphorical, but it's not really metaphorical, it's sort of a philosophical, um, artistic way of describing how a cell, and now this is true for this particular chemical, it's called serotonin, which you, if you saw the title of this podcast, you will have guessed, or you will have heard, um, it's called serotonin, and it 
appears not just, you know, we hear about it in humans a lot and maybe some other mammals, but it actually is, and this was a surprise to me, it is actually one of the oldest um, sort of hormone you know, chemical kinds of things in organisms, and it and it exists all the way back in evolution to even some single-celled organisms. Not all of them. It's not in all life, but it is. It's in all uh, multicellular or almost all multicellular animals. Certainly everything from like a fish or above. Um, if it gets down to really tiny multicellular animals, um, there, it may not be in some of those. And it's in some of what they call the protozoas, which are proto, it's like the first animals, um, like the very beginnings of animals, which are not considered um, multicellular. They're single-celled, but they're, they're so similar to animals that they call them protozoa. Zoa meaning animals, I guess, um, like zoo. So it's in almost all life that's animal, and it's in some life that's not quite animal. Um, it is not, however, from what I understand, in plants. So there's some other functionality in plants that may be this, and it may not exist. So this may actually be something that only exists in, quote, higher level uh, creatures, living things. But what it gives is this, um, in a metaphorical, sort of philosophical sense, artistic sense, it gives a connection, a sense of a connection, not a motivation so much. Um, I use the word desire, but it's not, it's not a, um, it's not a drive. That would be dopamine, as I said. Dopamine is the physical first person um, change from I'm at state one, I'm where I am now, and I want to go to state two. I want to go from point A to point B. Um, that's the, the physical uh, dopamine system. But the serotonin system is deeper than that, but um, it's actually called, that um, in the systems that I use, it's the actual fourth person perspective level of consciousness, um, which actually the levels of consciousness loop around in sort of a spiral. Um, or a circle, you could say, but it, it's really more of a spiral, but uh, it's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, the serotonin, the dopamine system, the first person or the fourth person, um, where you had to have, you had to have uh, a system that supports life, that creates life before the life itself existed. So there was a, a desire for life before there was actually a, a way to make life, a, an actual you know, physical life that that had a drive to do something. So it's sort of like the fetal stages of life, or the fetal stages of animal life, possibly, or the fetal stages of consciousness. I'm not quite sure uh, what I would call it, but there is there is this fourth person sort of universal pattern that then an individual, a little thing within the universe, can it can separate itself from the universe to an extent. There's like a membrane there, which is what a cell is. Um, we went from just amino acids sort of floating around independently, sort of 
loosely connecting, I guess, and then there was a membrane formed, and that was sort of the official beginning of life, from what I understand. But there's a membrane separating the inside and the outside. So that was that was the initial um, physical first-person existence, first-person di first dimension of the physical. But it needed this this desire, this inspiration to open itself up, open the membrane up in a way that it could connect to the outside world so it wasn't fully separated. Uh, which, you know, entropy-wise, there's, there's no way it could have been fully separated, but as far as we know, physics-wise. But there had to be this sort of form or structure that allowed it to be open, to be connected, so that things could flow into and out of the cell, the, the container of this individual. And that's what serotonin seems to do, at least it's one of the things that does it. Um, and it's, again, like I said, the one that, the, the main thing I would say that does it for everything that's, you know, fancier than a fish. So this serotonin, what it, what it essentially is, is this philosophical level of consciousness where it, on the input stage, when we're, um, like when we're first born or whatever, when the cell is first formed, it's trying to figure out, um, and, and I don't mean figure out in an intellectual sense, it is just, you know, pure luck, whatever. It is randomly trying to um, stumble onto a pattern that goes with the flow of the universe, that goes with the flow of the structure of the individual in relation to the external environment so that it is inputting and outputting stuff, materials, you know, atoms, chemicals, whatever, so that it could actually be, quote, alive, so that it actually can do stuff. It can change, it can grow, it can reproduce whatever we want to call life, which I you know, have other topics on I've talked about, but it's life. Um, I have a nice video of it. One of my favorite videos. Um, I'll link to that, I think, in the blog post. I'll try to remember. Um, so anyway, so there's there's this, it's basically, I want to call it a bridge, but it's the opposite of a bridge. It's, it's the river. Um, so there's like a lake, and then there's a a pinch point and then it turns into a river so that some of the water in the lake can go out but also there's another opening somewhere else so that water can come back in at the top of the lake you know so there's a river coming in at the top and then there's a lake and then there's a river coming out at the bottom so that it's flowing in and then out and that's life this pattern of in and out breathing in and out, our heart's beating, taking blood into the heart, oxygenating it, and then pumping it out again. There's a rhythm. There's an in and an out, a contraction, the contraction either in the lungs or in the heart, the contraction pushes the stuff out, and then the expansion allows things to flow in. And you can go the other way. You can talk about contraction and expansion different ways, depending on the structure. Um, of the system. 
but it's essentially the same that, you know, in one way it's getting smaller and the other way it's, it's expanding and things are, you know, just being distributed more broadly. So serotonin seems to be the thing that motivates, not motivates, there's still another, it's not the great word, inspiration, desire, the pre-formation, the pre-structuring, the, the pre-designing, it's like the design of something. And if you look up the word, um, not inspiration, but, um, oh, I forgot what the word was. But basically the idea is that there is a, a preconceived design that hasn't been fully formed yet. It's not done yet. So this serotonin is, is sort of following the pattern. It's looking to follow the pattern of the design that helps the system integrate with the rest of reality such that it can be, it can fulfill its design, its purpose, which is, in the case of life, life, to actually be alive. Um, so it's not, the, the dopamine system is what allows it to look at certain situations at a, at a given point in time of saying, you know, I need to do this in order to feel good. I need to go eat something. I need to go have sex. I need to go, you know, drink water or something like that. There's, there's something in the system very specifically that needs to happen. And that's the dopamine, motivational, you know, physical motivation. But this is like a deeper, almost soul of what the, the, universal purpose of this individual is going to be, what the, what the pattern of flow is going to be between this individual and the external reality, the flow that it goes in and out, what that pattern is. And that's what serotonin seems to be governed on. It helps us connect with that pattern in an, in an ultimate way, in the deepest structural formation way of identity of who am I at the deepest level and that level goes back all the way to the beginning of evolution as far as we know in our genes and so serotonin connects us deeply with our genes to give us the directions of what we're supposed to be doing and because all these patterns happen at different levels our bodies especially, you know, with humans, but that's mammals, you know, they're so complicated. There's so many different patterns going on in our system. You know, the, the cellular, the tiny cells each have their own patterns. And the, uh, you know, like the genes are being, the, the, the genomes, um, uh, the DNA is being replicated at a certain rate in a certain pattern. And the cells themselves take things in and out at a certain pattern. And then the organs themselves have their own pattern, you know, like the heart, you know, has its own pattern and the neurons have their own you know there are certain waves um, of electricity that go through the brain and everything has its own pattern all these different systems that make up the whole body have their own pattern we have a sleep wake cycle for example um, is an, another pattern and, and we have um, 
um, reproductive, uh, you know, like women certainly have cycles of patterns of, of generating um, the, 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 little, the stuff in the, <laughs> the stuff that the, the placenta or whatever it is, not, that's not the word I'm looking for, but, um, you know, we go through a menstrual cycle and that, that it's, it's creating a structure for making a baby and then, and then saying, oh, nope, there's no baby. We're just going to get rid of this. And, um, and then we'll make another one next month. Um, so there are all these different patterns, um, you know, in the stages of our brain's growth, you know, go over probably the Fibonacci sequence, you know, our brain grows sort of every, you know, large, it's sort of enlarging its ability to connect with itself. Uh, I mean, all the cells are there when we're born. They, you know, we don't, we don't so much gain um, neurons over a lifetime. You know, they, they do sometimes die and then, you know, get replaced a little bit uh, from what I understand. They're, they're sort of noticing that now, I think, is the new theory. Um, they have seen some of that neurogenesis happening after birth. But for the most part, you know, um, before we're born while we're a fetus is when our, our brain makes all of its neurons, basically. And, um, but they're not connected. And so there are waves, there are patterns of, of connection and then disconnection and then connection and disconnection. And, th and those, those patterns are, are how we, you know, basically change um, our, our thinking, our, our personality to a good extent uh, throughout our lives. So there are so many different patterns um, and there's so many different, you know, things going on, different systems going on in one body. Um, it's, we're, we're definitely not one individual. I mean, we are an individual. I am an individual human being, but a human being is made up of many, many species, many sets of genes, million, billions of cells, whatever. Um, so, you know, we're a community. Our bodies are communities. And there's so many different systems going on, you know, little organizations, organs, and everything, and networks connecting things together. So for us to feel connected to our soul, to be aware of our pattern and feel like we're actually um, enacting that pattern successfully is, a, is probably a very rare thing, um, even in, in the best of situations and the best of bodies. And in some bodies, it probably never happens. There's probably never an experience of this, this deep soul connection of, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, this is absolutely in synchronization with the patterns of flow of the universe and myself and connecting and I am one with the universe and that rarely happens to some people and it happens more often to other people and of course people who artificially induce it it's nice but that's not actually what it's designed to be doing for you so you're not actually um, I mean if you take drugs to have this euphoric state of oneness with the universe then you're not actually um, it's gonna it, it's going to prevent you from getting real feedback from 
the real systems um, that are telling you that you actually are doing what you're supposed to be doing, fulfilling your soul's purpose, uh, the universe's pattern, um, connecting with you, you know, effectively. Um, but if you do that, then that's what you do. Um, but if you actually want to experience the real thing, then you do have to seek out all of the different patterns that you can do with your life. Um, all the different thoughts and ideas and, and physical efforts and work that you can do. Um, people you can connect with. You know, just experiment with a whole lot of different things. You know, if it feels comfortable to you. Whatever feels comfortable to you. The more you do that, the more likely you're all, you are to stumble onto this, this resonating with your original purpose, the design that you're supposed to be fulfilling um, as it relates to the rest of the universe. You know, So it's this relationship, this in and out, this connection, this river flowing. You know, you are the lake and there's a river coming into you of matter and energy and there's a river going out of you of matter and energy. And if you get it right, then your river is happy and feels right. And if you get it wrong, you know, it could dry out or it could overflow and uh, whatever, you know, whatever metaphor we're going to use here. But, you know, if it's if it's working just right, there's a, there's a nice flow and there's an interesting pattern um, that gets set up, you know, this input and output. And it's nice and nicely balanced of just the right amount of input and just the right amount of output of all of these different systems that are going on in your, you know, in yourself. And when you get that, yeah, you, this, this serotonin system makes you feel like everything is absolutely right with the universe, not just with your partner, not just with your, you know, job, not just with the, you know, the cat or whatever, you know, not just with the drug that you're taking, but with the entire universe, it actually tells you, yes, this is this is the pattern. These are the patterns that are allowing you to live the most fully and fulfill your purpose the best. And then the other systems, the dopamine system and the um, estrogen system and the testosterone system, which are the first, second, and third person uh, consciousness levels of interacting with, you know, your body interacting, sort of doing stuff, inputting and output you know, physical stuff on a, you know, on a systemic level of, you know, eating and sleeping and breathing and stuff like that. And then there's the second person, which is interacting with another individual so that you, what they need is what you're, you're giving them vice versa. You know, there's, there's some connection there that there's a, some kind of flow there that is working really well and serving, you know, your, you're giving them an idea and they're taking the idea and doing something really interesting with it. Or um, you're giving them a hug and that's making them feel really great. Or you're, or the other way around, that they're giving you something that's working really well for you. Um, so there's that interpersonal connection. And then on the, the third person level is the sort of when you're working within a larger group, a larger system of individuals with multiple individuals, and they all have kind of a shared goal. And then sort of you and someone else, you know, working within that system to help the system itself get a shared goal that you all have. Um, 
so when those three things are all sort of synchronized with your sort of soul's purpose, whatever you want to call it, um, but it's this, it, it's basically the genetics, this, this soul thing. Um, like I said, I want, I want to bring the science and the spirituality together here and the, the, the word soul is in my, in my sort of redefining, but defining in an accurate and useful way, um, using other people's less accurate, less scientific definitions. I'm saying that the word soul actually applies to genes. The serotonin, especially in you know the larger scale mammals, I mean larger scale scale animals, including mammals, but also including fish and birds and things, have this serotonin system that that tells us, gives us feedback of when we are um, working in a way that that our genes are actually doing. You know, we're using our genes in a way that is effective and supporting life on an evolutionary scale you know because the genes are sort of our, our information about what has worked in the past and possibly what doesn't work but it's mostly what does work so we have these these recipes for good things to do with our bodies and so that's the soul these recipes are the soul <laughs> the sort of the design of life and in our own bodies, there's a very specific set of recipes, but they're they're all very similar to all the other recipes that all of the other animals in the past have had, and, and all of the things pretty animals that that have evolved. You know that all of the best things have been collected there, and each individual human or whatever has a particular set of those instructions. But they're they're all very similar. Um, I mean, we're like 20% banana. So, humans, so, you know, there, there's still a huge amount of similarity in the most important stuff, you know, the core stuff that, that we, we as living things learned, worked, and by learned, I mean through evolution, the natural selection and mutation, random mutation, or just mutation in general, that, you know, tried things out, and the things that worked were the things that allowed things to be alive more successfully and thus reproduced more um, so that that was the learning process was just testing things out and the things that worked stuck around and made more things that worked and so we have all of this information in us and we have our own little mutated version of it you know because every time asexual reprodu i mean sexual reproduction happens you know there's some there's there's a combination of the different parents genes and so you know we we each get our own unique set that no one else has ever had as far as we know um, at least not in this particular timeline probably so so that's the soul and that's serotonin that's the serotonin system is what is the inspiration for being connected to the outside universe in this sort of pattern of in and out flow, breathing, spirituality, spirit and inspiration, um, all are the, the root form of breath, spire, inspirate, um, perspirate even actually. <laughs> it's not breathing, but it's the, the water going in and out of your body. Um, so it's this input and output thing. 
um, this connection to this pattern of inflow and outflow, contraction and expansion. And that's what the serotonin does. It, it helps us connect with that um, pattern that all life has and that our particular genes are giving us the instruction of our particular pattern of life. And so when we're connected to that, when we're doing things on these higher levels of, you know, first person, second person, and third person, of interacting with the world on these higher level systems in a way that is, you know, going with the flow of life, is improving life, then we get that sense of oneness, we get that sense of spirituality and godlike state and whatever, you you know, this just euphoric state. Uh, and that's the serotonin experience. And again, some people have, um, you know, higher levels and some people have lower levels naturally. Um, and the ones who have the lower levels, they're going to be striving more. They're going to be, they're going to be more focused on finding what those patterns are. And the people or whatever individuals on the higher levels who naturally have higher serotonin levels. Um, in, in this particular case, I'm pretty sure it's in the prefrontal cortex, um, which connects back, loops back to the motor cortex. Um, it actually loops back and connects everything, I believe. But it, in this case, it specifically loops back to the motor cortex. And I think serotonin between those systems, connecting those systems, is what we're talking about here, is that soul, is that inspiration, that spiritual sense of connection. Um, so that when, when all of our higher levels are, are telling us that we're doing something right, that, that prefrontal cortex says yes, and feeds that back to the motor cortex, and that makes us feel like we're whoa, cool, amazing, this is the best thing ever, euphoric, you know, just literally the best thing ever, um, experience-wise. This is right. This is absolutely right. <laughs> Whatever we're doing, yes. So, um, that serotonin is the soul. That is, that is in high-level individuals, when you have the high levels of serotonin, naturally, you get more of that. And so you're more, um, you feel more comfortable in the universe. You feel like more of what you're doing is resonating with the universe and making life better. Um, and whether that's actually tr not true or not, I'm not sure. It's possible that that maybe it's just a little bit, you know, it's like just turning up the volume a little bit. Um, but it also makes us want to do that more as opposed to giving up more. So if you have low levels, you're more, you're probably more likely to give up trying. Um, when something isn't working, you're more likely to just give up on it. And this is the, in the MBTI system and in my system, it's the, the fourth person um, output versus fourth person input. So if you are, if you have the low levels, you are a fourth person input type. And so you're more focused on finding what the pattern is. And if you, if, if something doesn't seem right, then you give up on it pretty quickly. Um, so it's more of a seeking thing. Whereas in the output, the fourth person output, you are um, focused more on, I mean, you're noticing it more. 
you're actually seeing where your patterns are working and so that's giving you a feedback to like keep doing that um and it's possible like i said it's possible that that maybe neither are accurate maybe one is too much and one is too little um i'm not sure so maybe the seeking type actually is doing it well but they give up too easily and maybe the maybe the actual experiencing which um in sorry in the mbti that would be um judging would be the low level um seeking type of not actually experiencing this sense of oneness very often um so it's a low serotonin level in the prefrontal cortex between the motor system and the prefrontal cortex and perceiving types are the ones that are you know actually experiencing this more often and so they're noticing it you know they're actually feeling this euphoria uh, this connection with the universe more often then you know maybe that's overblown and maybe they're maybe what they're doing isn't actually quite as resonating with the universe as it feels like um it's hard to tell but there's not a lot we can do about that you know or maybe there is and maybe you want to do something about it i don't know go for it try it um <laughs> try lowering people's serotonin you know who are euphoric and making them more depressed <laughs> making them more like hopeless and lost cause and givey up um making them more like the judging types instead of the perceiving types but and vice versa you know well that vice versa we get a lot you know obviously we have antidepressants um that are not actually acting on physical depression but they're acting on this this soul uh you know existential depression existential crises where you're you're you know you just feel like the universe is pointless and you can you can't make a connection with it and it makes no sense and you know there just doesn't it's you know nihilism you know it's like there's nothing matters you know and that's the low serotonin level so it's it's not physical depression physical depression would be low dopamine where you have low to, low physical energy to do stuff low motivation but different people call depression different things um so there are these quote antidepressants which work on the the existential dread of a, a useless life <laughs> that just doesn't fit in with the universe or the universe doesn't fit in with the life you know and so we have these serotonin um whatever they are ssris serotonin something reuptake inhibitors something um so that there is more serotonin flowing through presumably in the prefrontal cortex um so we do have that experiment going on and that does seem to help people so you know but but the question is does that help people actually improve life actually make that connection um with their you know with their soul's purpose with their genes purpose and patterns does it make them have patterns that are more productive to life or does it just make them feel that way that's the question i would say but whatever you're doing whatever makes you feel good go you know just keep doing it unless you really see a problem with it and then you, you then you'll then you look for something else to do you know that is literally what this is all about it is all about our inspiration for serving our purpose in life physically genetically of our bodies having the patterns that help life continue having that balance of 
input and output, you know, breathing in, breathing out, pumping blood in, you know, pumping blood out, sleeping and waking and taking in information and outputting new information. You know, these patterns of flowing with life that create new life, that support the expansion of life and the diversity of life so that evolution can continue. And that's, yeah, that's what it's all about, I think. Serotonin and the soul connecting, connecting the insides of us to the outside universe in a particular structural formal pattern that serves life. I'd love to hear um, any comments about this. This is mostly a theory. Um, I mean, I've done some definition stuff in here as far as using the word soul, obviously, but um, the theory behind it is that the serotonin is the stuff that, you know, that allows us to connect with the genetics and helps us, helps us understand how well we are doing or what we're supposed to be doing and comparing them from the from the patterns that we're using to the patterns that we're supposed to be using, as well as dopamine being the next stage, which is the actual, actual physical doing stuff, as opposed to the comparing the, you know, the, the forms, the structures, the architectural designs of who, who we are. And then, you know, and then going out and doing it. So serotonin is the, is the deeper sort of, structural design of what we're supposed to be doing in life, like literally what we're supposed to be doing on all levels. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear anything about this. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this and at least thought a little bit about your patterns. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts uh, at the email is turl, uh, sorry, the email is the wise turtle at gmail.com, T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E, at gmail, G-M-A-I-L, dot com. Um, you can find my blog, which this podcast is hosted at, at turl, T-U-R-I-L, dot org. So that's turl, dot org, um, is where the blog is. And you can find me on Reddit, with my username is turl, T-U-R-I-L. Um, and you can find all kinds of stuff there with me. And do not go to Discord. Uh, yeah, don't don't use Discord. Um, my Discord got uh, my Discord got account and community got um, just obliterated by Discord um, with no explanation and no warning. Um, and I, as far as I know, didn't do anything at all in violation of their of their terms of service. Although you never know, those terms of service are all pretty crazy. They did send me a list of things that I might have violated. They didn't tell me which one, and none of them, as far as I know, I violated. Um, so don't use Discord. I, I enjoyed using it to, in some ways. I enjoyed some of the format. I like having uh, a nice sort of place where you can just put text or pictures or video or audio and, and they can just be linear and you can have a little flow and discussions and different, you know, different categories and stuff. Um, I did like that. Um, and some of the more playful stuff. Um, and I liked a lot of the people on there who had followed me around and 
some who hadn't followed me around. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, um, their admin um, are kind of evil. So, yeah, they don't support free speech at all, and they don't support um, humans. <laughs> just like to bully people around, I guess, randomly. Um, I mean, I'm sure somebody reported me for something, and they were like, yeah, um, in some extreme way. Um, that they just randomly were in a bad mood or something. I don't know. Um, or, you know, on a quest to do something. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's, that's a whole other story if you want to talk to me about it. Anyway, um, I'd love to start up another community uh, that was totally free speech and uh, no, no censors allowed except for you know anything like super extreme that like the cops would come down on or something whatever but um i do have a server if anybody wants to help me doing that i, I love i lo like reddit um a fair bit and i kind of liked the structure of discord with uh, being able to post you know anything uh, video and audio and stuff which reddit doesn't quite allow at least not in conversations um but anyway if anyone wants to help me out with that i used to have a forum at some point and i may just stick another one up you know, some sort of cheesy preset thing on my website. But, um, yeah, if anybody wants to help me with that, that'd be great. Um, or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. And um, let me know if you have any thoughts about it. Um, serotonin, it's your soul telling you what to do, who you are. How you fit in with the universe, I think. Specifically looking at your genes. Okay, I'll leave you with that. Enjoy. Namaste.